This episode of the Grow From Your Heart podcast is brought to you by our friends at SeedsHereNow.com. SeedsHereNow.com is the only official home of Swamp Boys Genetics. SeedsHereNow.com also offers seeds from all of the industry's leading breeders, including Aficionado Genetics, TH Seeds, and of course, Irie Genetics. Everything at SeedsHereNow.com is backed by an award-winning satisfaction guarantee. And for my friends on a tight budget, SeedsHereNow.com offers several packs for under $30, as well as amazing monthly sales. Make sure to use coupon code GFYH10 while checking out. Once again, that is coupon code GFYH10 while checking out at SeedsHereNow.com. Here we go. Welcome back, podcast world. I'm your host. My friends call me Rasta Jeff, and this is episode 665 of the Grow From Your Heart podcast. In this episode, I'm going to answer a couple of emails. Before we get to that part of the show, let's do a few shout-outs to a few of the great folks who support the show on Patreon. Let's start off with the big Grow From Your Heart podcast. Thank you shout-out to my friend Girls Grow Too. Let's send a big thank you shout-out to Pacific Northwest Dan. I want to send a big thank you shout out to Canna Organic, Illinois. Let's send a big fist bump to my buddy Blackhawks fan. I want to send a special thank you shout out to Groove2112. I want to send a big fist bump to my buddy the Canacrat. Let's send a special thank you shout out to Learning and Burning. I want to send a big thank you shout out to Nick A and Frankie. Let's send a big fist bump to Brendan Groves. Then let's wrap it all up with the big Grow From Your Heart podcast thank you shout out to my friends Alex and Adam from Fiscal's Organics. Big thanks and big shout out to everybody who continues to support the show on Patreon. If you are not already supporting the show and you would like to learn how to do so, all you have to do is visit www.patreon.com forward slash grow from your heart. All of the information you need is right there on the screen. And of course, I do include a link in the show notes and in the video description to make it nice and easy for all of my friends. You know the story. If you're driving, if you're trimming, if you've got the kids, don't reach into your pocket and grab your phone now. That link will be there when you're ready. Patreon.com forward slash grow from your heart. I do again want to invite you to join my Discord server. That's right. The Irie Genetics, Irie Army, Grow From Your Heart podcast Discord server has over 1,000 members. It would be great to see you there. Join the party. We do a lot of fun things. There are probably people hanging out right now in the Discord server chatting talking about growing, talking about life, talking about music, having random conversations. Uh, if you've got grow questions, questions about just about anything I read genetics, somebody is there to answer that question for you. Even when I am not there, qualified people are there to help you out. That sounds like I got a 1-800 number or something now. That's pretty cool. Join the club, the iRe Genetics Discord. Again, there is a link in the show notes and in the video description. Hang out, join the army. It is a good time. I look forward to seeing you there. I do pop into the live chat occasionally. I've been trying to hang out there more. Uh, I keep saying it's got my face on it. I should be more involved. So I do go to the iRe Army Discord. I hang out, take dabs in the live chat, chat with the folks that hang out there, try to be involved, uh, show some appreciation. I do uh, chat in the chat rooms quite a bit. I post pictures. There's a strain-specific section now in the Discord. If you want to know anything about any iRe genetic strain, 
There is probably a post about it in the Discord. It's got its own strain-specific section. If you want to read about Arise, click on Arise. I posted a photo there. A bunch of people have posted grow reports. You can learn a lot on the Discord. Join us. Also, I did post some new merchandise to the web store. Everybody on the Discord and on the Patreon got the first notifications about that new merchandise. You're hearing about it here on the podcast. There are some new items in the store. Make sure you check out the iRegenetics Genetics store. Go to iregenetics.com. Click on the store. Uh, that will take you right to my web store where you will see the new merchandise. There are several new items you may enjoy. Go take a look. Uh, if you are part of the Patreon or part of the Discord, you got an early notification. So maybe sign up there and you will get early notices when new things are released. All right, that's the main chatter for the top of the show. Let's move our way into the main topics. I did say I was going to talk about some emails. Um, I've got a couple of great emails here in front of me. I don't have them in any particular order. Just gonna grab one right off the top of the stack. This one comes from our friend Adam, and it goes a lot like this. It says, hey Rasta Jeff, I like it when they start off like that. It says, I apologize in advance if this email gets a bit long. It's kind of long, but I will edit it uh, to the best of my ability, and then we will get right to the point in answering a good question. It says, I will try to make sure to keep it as short and to the point as possible. First off, my name is Adam, and if this makes it to the podcast, you can use my name. What's up, Adam? Good to meet you. I'm Rasta Jeff. Thank you for the great message. It goes on. It says, I listen to a lot of podcasts about growing, and I am a patron to several of them. Uh, they, we do all appreciate that. Uh, then it says he's wondering why he doesn't contribute to mine. Yeah, bro, why don't you? Not a big deal. I'm doing just fine. Keep supporting the shows which you are supporting. There are a lot of people out there supporting me right now. I'm very grateful and appreciative for them. I know that money is expensive, so do what you can. I'm getting enough support. There's probably somewhere else. Uh, if you're not supporting me and you are supporting somebody, that's fine. That's what I'm trying to say. Somebody else needs your support. That's cool. Um, it goes on. It says, you are the only podcast that I actually trust to teach me something useful. Uh, useful advice that I know if I do what you say word for word, I will be successful. So thank you for the amazing, enlightening content. Uh, dude, that's a huge compliment. I don't know if you realize how much of a compliment that is. Uh, I do try to keep in mind that you're going to follow my word, uh, hopefully step by step, word for word when I give instructions. Uh, I forget how much trust you put in me, how much faith you have in me. I try to keep that in mind, but I try also not to let it affect me. I just try to deliver the show. I try not to let it get too stressful and too heavy because it's going to freak me out and mess it all up. So I'm glad that you are uh, noticing the, the attention to detail, and I'm glad that you feel that you can just trust me and follow along and that things are going to go right just by following my guidance. I appreciate that, man. Thank you. And I'm glad that I'm making your garden better. Excuse the throat clearing. I did take some fat, fat dabs a moment ago. This will go away. All right, I got to keep reading. It says, uh, where were we? It says, useful advice. Then it says, uh, that being said, I have a different breeding question for you. We've been talking a lot about breeding on the podcast lately. I've really been enjoying these breeding questions. So this one is a fun question for me. It goes on. It says, I've learned enough from you to do my own breeding. I've been making my own seeds for years. Uh, I do appreciate that you feel like you've learned enough from me about breeding. I hope you're reading some other books. Read some Mel Frank, some Greg Green. Uh, there are lots of other breeding books, a lot of other breeding books uh, that I would recommend you read. Learn about Mendel charts. Uh, read everything from Gregor Mendel. Learn about allele charts. Uh, learn all of that stuff. Then when it actually comes time to breed, 
Forget you learned all of that and do it all from intuition. But I think it's important to learn all of that. It goes on. There's more. Um, I have been breeding and making my own seeds for years. I've been managed to do pheno hunting, testing, and pollination, which is hard for me to actually express this question I have. Okay, I'm going to do my best to filter out your question. It says, every time I've run across, I don't get a lot of seeds, maybe a fi- maybe 50 to 100 seeds. Uh, that's okay. That's enough seeds to work with, to play with, to learn a lot of things about those plants. And you just need uh, possibly bigger plants and better timed pollination, which we can talk about later if you want to. It says, you seem to be a very smart businessman. So I guess my question is, how would one go about starting a seed company? That is a very deep and detailed question that I could talk for days about. So I will touch on that and we'll try to get all of your points here covered. Uh, One of the main questions he asks is, how do you keep genetics around? I mean, I don't really care about plant counts, but I have to do pheno hunts and make sure I still have meds to get by. Um, Yeah, that's the hard part is being a breeder, making seeds and also having enough non-seeded medicine to supply yourself. That's kind of Um, when I started transitioning from doing seeds to not seeds, that was something I would struggle with. If you're not producing seeds on a commercial level yet, your small grow space, uh, if you make a little bit, it doesn't sound like you're getting a lot of seeds now. If we improve the size of the plants, the pollination times, we can produce many, many more seeds in your grow space. Whatever space you're using for your uh, personal production, we can dedicate one crop Uh, per year in that space to make enough seeds for a long time for you to work with and play with maybe enough to send out some testers to see if what you've developed is uh, if it qualifies for the market. So you can make a lot of seeds. I would, I would just dedicate one crop to seeds per year. If that's what you've got to do, just go in there and pollinate one time and then clean it all up and then grow a bunch of meds for the rest of the year. Hopefully um, then we got to teach you some tricks to make the other crops fill in the gap for that one crop that you took out for that part of the year. That's probably another good thing to learn. Uh, So we've just got to pollinate one crop and then recover for that one crop that you didn't grow for your medicine. Just means we got to increase production by whatever that one crop is. We got to cover that by the next four or five crops over the year. You understand what I'm saying. Uh, How do I have enough uh, pollinate, pollinate plants and still have meds to get by? It's all about finding more space. You said you don't care about plant counts, so more space, more lights, more plants, dude. But try to keep the best you can. Keep that pollen away from your non-seeded stuff. Just learn how to have veg and flower cycles off of each other, out of rhythm, so you don't have plant uh, room A in flower while room B is in flowers. So you could pollinate, finish up, and then flower the other room right away. Don't have them going in flower at the same time, and you won't pollinate both rooms. I do apologize for all the throat clearing in this episode. It is quite distracting, but I'm going to kind of a flow. So we're going to keep going here. Um, one of the other questions, how do you keep genetics around? I keep mother plants just like a basic mother plant. I do have male and female plants. I've got the uh, King Solomon male plant. I've got the Jack the Ripper male plant that I keep around. Big ups to Subcool. Shout out, miss you, buddy. Uh, rest in peace, big love. But um, I keep those plants just like a mother plant. They veg perpetually. I keep them in a large pot under... <clears throat> under a long uh, light time cycle. They stand under a 19.5 cycle, honestly. I keep my mom's under 19.5. So they're on for 19 hours a day, off for five hours a day. I keep them under 
uh, really powerful LED lights right now. Actually, they're under Canon LEDs, big up to uh, Black Sale Market. Check out Black Sale Market, and I think you can use coupon code Rasta Jeff. Might save you a few bucks. Anyway, I keep the mother plants, the father plants, just in a perpetual vegetative state, and then when I need them for breeding or whatever I'm going to do in the room, I just cut a bunch of clones and then veg those out and put those in the room together and let them have a party, and that's how the breeding happens. Uh, occasionally, every depending on the strain and the plant and the vigor of the plant and how much light that plant needs and how many clones of that plant I take, how frequently, sometimes I do what I call re-momming a plant every three, six, nine months. Like, uh, let's say strawberry starburst. Let's talk about momming strawberry starburst. That plant grows very fast, very vigorous. It's one of my most productive plants. It needs to be re-mommed about every three to six months, which means the pot which is it which it is in, it becomes root bound. If I put it in a five or a seven, I don't have room for any bigger than a seven. If I put it in a five or a seven, it will become root bound in three to six months, very tightly root bound. So it gets slow, it stops producing enough shoots, it gets kind of sad and shitty looking. I've got to cut a bunch of clones off of it before it gets to that point, ideally, and then uh, either flower out that old one outdoors or just toss that big one or something, and then use all those fresh clones. They will be part of them will be a production run, and then one of them will be kept behind as the new mother. So that one gets remommed every probably every four or five months, honestly, about every four months. Let's talk about remomming the Mac. The Mac veges quite slowly. She doesn't give me a lot of clones. Uh, so I veg that one in a smaller pot and just let it veg for a really long time. I top it, and then I take that top and I make another plant out of it, and I let it grow right next to the other one. And then when I need clones, I actually cut clones off of both of those so that I've got enough clones for my project with the Mac uh, because I need extra cuts because it doesn't grow very well. But I use two plants as clone donors for that because it doesn't give me a lot of cuts. I don't have to remom the Mac every every six months, every eight months, nine months, or something like that because the roots don't go too crazy in that plant. It grows very slowly. So I just keep that one aside and let it keep vegging. All the others get up-potted. That one doesn't get up-potted. I cut a clone off of it, grow it up, cut a clone off of that, grow that one up. So I've got like three or four small Mac plants that are growing. And I can get clones off of all of them when it's time to use them. Keep one behind as the keeper plant. I think I've described keeping mother and father plants properly. Uh, I think that is how I keep genetics around. Uh, mother them, father them, <clears throat> perpetually veg them. And then when they're getting too big, cut clones off them and start over. A lot of times I try to time it right to where I can go from the three gallon to either the five or the seven, get clones off of it, move that into the flower room, and then keep the clones I just cut as my new mother so I can keep it going forever. So I'm vegging, using my mom plant as my new flowering plant, get a clone off of that, kind of keeps it going that way. You'll learn a rhythm of how to do that. All right, so you said you don't really care about plant count. That is fun because the next thing you said is pheno hunts. Uh, if you're going to start a seed company, you're going to have to search out a lot of things. Um, you've got breeding stuff, right? How do you know it's any good? You need to do some feet, need to do some pheno hunts, run a bunch of those seeds, see what you've got, pick one or two lines. You, you said you've read a few things, pick one or two of your favorites, run as many of them as you think you can manage, do them small. They don't need to be big pots, put them in a one gallon pot, put them in a two gallon pot, veg them until they're just starting to show their shape, what they're going to be shaped like, then flower them out. Now, you know what you've got. You can see if it's crap or if it's amazing or if it's somewhere in the middle. You can see if it's mutants, if it's intersex. Uh, you know what you're working with now. Now, pick a bunch of those seeds out and package them up and send them out to testers. Let them grow them. Do, this te do the testers experience positive or negative results with those seeds? 
that's how you're going to find out if you've got good stuff. So pheno hunting is going to be a fun project, especially when you said you're not worried about plant counts. Uh, get good at identifying the traits you're looking for. Get good at identifying desirable traits. What does the product, what does the market want? Uh, I don't follow trends. Like right now, everybody wants, uh, and no offense to the market, that's just not where I'm headed. People want uh, cake and dessert flavored stuff right now. That seems to be the trend. I don't do that, but what I do is I watch and see like, what are they after? Is it bud? Den what of my stuff works? They want bud density. They want flavor. What, what is working? Is it uh, powdery mildew resistant? What are the things people are after for their grow right now? And then I just make sure my stuff has those traits. And then if they like my flavors and aromas, that's what they're going to buy it for. So I should get myself back on track and jump back into the message here. It does say, but King Solomon, for example, how do you keep that genetic around for so long? I think I talked a little bit about that. Just keep it as a mother plant grow it, cut clones off of it, use the clones, uh, put the big one in the room, let him make pollen. Then I've got clones kept behind. Um, it says, I had a beautiful Arise mail that I just collected pollen from, but now he is gone. Uh, yeah, you could have taken clones from him, just like you do a female plant, and then uh, you would have had him around, and then you could have done it again and again and again. Then it goes on to say, I hope you can kind of figure out what I'm asking because I cannot figure out how to put it into words. Thanks for any advice and any response you may give. And thank you again for all of the amazing content you share with the world. And of course, happy growing. Hey, my friend, Adam, thank you. I do have a few more notes to talk about on this. Uh, I just wanted to make sure to cover the few questions that you did specifically ask. So um, you want to start a seed company. We talked about how to keep the plants around, uh, how to make a few more seeds. Uh, you don't care about plant counts. So pheno hunting is going to be great. Get testers out. Uh, you still got to produce your own medicine. Just maybe uh, use one room over there for meds and one room over there for seeds and uh, just make sure not to get pollen over there or time them. Just veg this one, flower this one at the right time. You won't pollinate both rooms. I covered that. Um, now let's talk about some other stuff. Starting a seed company. My number one question I like to ask people when they have any idea is why? Why do you want to start a seed company? And I'm not doubting you. I'm not disrespecting you. I just want you to say out loud to the world, why do you want to start a seed company? There doesn't have to be any witnesses around. Nobody needs to be in the room when you say it. I just want you to hear the words come out of your mouth and understand why you want to start a seed company. Have you thought about in depth why? So well, a lot of times when I say why, people go, because, and then they got to actually think about it. Like they have to take, like we get cool ideas. I want to do a lot of things. I want to go places and I want to see people and buy things. But why? I don't know. Do I just want to because I saw it on the internet? Do I just want to because it sounds like a fun idea? Or is it something I really want to do? Do I think I want to do it or do I want to do it? So why do you want to start a seed company? What's your goal? What's your purpose? What's your mission? What are you going to bring to the industry, the cannabis industry, the seed industry, what are you going to provide that is not already here? What are you going to do that's not already being done? What can you offer us that's not already being offered? How are you going to stand out? What is your mission, your purpose? What's your pride? Where's your passion? Why are you doing this? What's your purpose? All right, so that's my main question. All right, another note that I wrote down was to not learn how to be a seed breeder while you're starting a company. Learn seed breeding, learn the ins and outs of seed breeding, uh, learn the basics before you launch your company. If you put your brand and your logo on some stuff and you send out some stuff before you're ready and you realize, I don't know all of the ins and outs and the, I haven't thought this through yet, 
and you send out some problematic seeds or your shipping isn't on time or things go wrong and you start off wrong, you won't get far in this industry. The cannabis industry, the seed breeding industry, the growers, uh, the patients, they're all on the internet. They all have a very tight-knit community. Everybody knows everybody. Every brand gets a very quick reputation. If you kind of suck at the beginning, the community is going to say, hey, this new seed company, they failed at the very beginning. They didn't do me right. They didn't treat me right. Their product wasn't good. It didn't work for me. You'll never get very far after that because word spreads like wildfire. And in this industry, we do take people's word for a lot of what we're doing. We use a lot of recommendations and a lot of reviews from the internet. Uh, so that's going to matter a lot. So don't learn on your customers. Get established, learn what you're doing, then get a customer base. That's going to go a long way for you because I see a lot of breeders on social media doing it backwards. They're making seeds and trying to figure it out and using their customers as their tester base and as their, uh, their education. Don't do that. Educate yourself, then sell seeds to your customers, and they'll be much more happy with you. You'll feel more pride, and then they'll, you'll stick around, and they'll come back and buy more seeds. I've got a lot of stuff on my paper here. Um, if you're going to start a seed company, oh, something I was going to say, consumers are very educated. Uh, consumers are very connected, and they are not afraid to go on the internet and either give you big praise. You can see like like you said here, Ross and Jeff, you did amazingly. Uh, there's also the opposite if you don't do well. You'll get, the, the great thing about the internet, if you do a good job, you'll get one email. If you do a bad job, you'll get about a hundred of them. So if you mess up, uh, they're gonna, they're, you're gonna get lit up really quickly. And the consumers are very, very educated right now. Uh, they could listen to my show. They could listen to the Dude Grow Show. They could listen to Adam Dunn. They can listen to Tad Hussey. Uh, they can listen to Danny Danko and Mike. They can listen to so many shows out there to become very educated consumers. And then they all go online. They join my Discord. They join uh, everybody's Discord. Every breeder out there by now probably has a cool Discord. And they all go get very, very educated. And they talk amongst each other. We love teaching each other. We're all very passionate. So the consumers are very educated right now. And if you make some mistakes, they will see through it. And they'll call you out. They'll point it out. Uh, they'll expose you is what the internet likes to say now. So um, yeah, do what you're going to do, but do it correctly. Come correct is what I think they say now because the consumers are very educated. If you are going to start a seed company from somebody who uh, has been in it for a while, who is deep in it now, this is my life, dude. I, I There's no way out and that's cool. I am dedicated. This is what I wanted. I didn't know this is what I was starting when I started it, but this is what I want. Um, there's no halfway in. If you're starting a seed company, if you're all in, you're all in. If you're not all in, you know it and don't even start. If you've got a backup plan, if you say, I'm going to start this seed company, but if it fails, you're already not in it. You've got to say, I'm going to start this seed company and then I'm going to do this with the seed company. And then in five years, I'll do this. Then in 10 years, I'll do this. Then we'll expand to this. If that's your thought process, you've got a chance of winning. If you've got a backup plan already, if you've got an exit strategy, you are not meant to be in the seed game. This is a huge commitment. This is a huge lifestyle. This isn't just a business. This isn't just, um, it's not just work. This is my lifestyle. I have to wake up and take care of plants. Before I go to bed, I am checking on plants. I spend the first part of my day answering emails. I know people are going, no, he doesn't. He doesn't reply to me. Dude, I try. I get a lot of emails. There's social media to be done. There's merchandise to be ordered. There's packaging to be ordered. Uh, once the packaging gets here, you got to put the seeds in the packaging. You got to put the labels on the packaging. 
I do all of that stuff. I do get some help with some of the things. I like to do all the seed touching and stuff myself. Uh, some of the other stuff I do let some people help with, but 99% of it is me. There's a web guy, there's an accounting team, there's stuff. Oh, then you got to go talk to the lawyers. You got to go talk to the accountants. You got to go do bank stuff. There's so much being involved. So if you want to do this, uh, be all in. It will be stressful in so many ways, but it's rewarding in so many ways. I wake up and I don't have to answer to a boss. The boss is myself and the most I, and I'm okay with that. That's what I want for my life. There's nobody bitching at me, nobody telling me I'm late, nobody telling me that I suck, that I got to work harder. Uh, only me. I'm the only one that says that to me, and that's okay. Um, but it's it's a lifestyle. It's a strain on relationships because uh, when you own a business, it's hard to decide when to take a day off. You guys don't even want to know what time it is right now when I'm recording. It's dark as shit out. I'm the only one up in the neighborhood. Everybody can probably hear me talking right now. But that is entrepreneur life. If you're going to start a seed company, you become an entrepreneur. You're, you're breeding. You're taking care of the garden. You're taking care of the seeds. Then you're marketing. You're getting merchandise. You're meeting with people. You're worried about security. You're worried about financial things. Uh, then you're marketing again. Then there's social media. Then you got to get up and do it all again tomorrow. When do you take a break? It's going to put a strain on relationships. It's going to put a strain on a lot of things. You have to learn a lot of balance. Uh, but if you love it like I do, uh, it's very, very rewarding. I think that the interactions I've built with my audience, the Irie Army, uh, the Grow From Your Heart crew, uh, that is very rewarding. That refills all of the stress that this company gives me. It's not even that stressful. It's it's just it's it could be so much more stressful. But the the things I have to handle, the army, the crew replenish me. I go hang out in the chat. I hang out on Monday, and you guys uh, give me praise and send me digital fist bumps. That stuff really does recharge me. Of course, the Patreon and the seed sales, they do feel good as well. But all that stuff from the crowd, the army does recharge me. So there is a lot of work to be done. It's going to put a strain on your life, your relationships. Don't let it affect your health. Uh, learn some balance. So if you've got an exit strategy, you're not in. you got to be all in because uh, this is an all-in thing. And it's getting very competitive. Every year it gets more competitive. Speaking of every year, I didn't think about... Uh, going to events. Once you've started a seed brand, where are you going to sell your seeds? It's great to sell them on the internet. That feels really nice. But the key is to go to the places and meet the people and shake their hands. That's where you build relationships. That's where you build long-lasting clientele. Some of my favorite people I meet at the events, they stand in front of my booth and wait 30 minutes to get in line to see me and shake my hand. But when they get there, I take my time with them. I shake their hand. I look them in the eye and I'm like, bro, I saw the pictures of the last girl you did. It looked amazing. Uh, your new baby is beautiful. Like conversations like that. You know who you are, bro and ma'am. Uh, but uh, yeah, I like to meet the people, shake their hands, give them hugs, high five them, take pictures with them. That's a huge, huge part of being a seed breeder. You got to build a booth. You have to build a team that can work the booth with you. Then while you're at the booth at the Indo Expo for the weekend, who's taking care of the garden at home? Who's taking care of the seeds? Who's taking care of the internet, the website, the orders? There are a lot of things to think about logistics to deal with when it comes to owning a legitimate seed company. But if you build a nice team and you got some support, it is very easy. Um, the market is getting more competitive. The market is getting much more competitive and more fast paced. All of the websites where I vend, if they had 10 breeders when I started, now they've got 30. If they had 20 when I started, now they've got 100. These websites are building quickly. Of course, I'm expanding to more vendors. I've got more outlets, but 
Every website I go to, they've got more and more breeders, which is more competition, which means that you've got to do what I said earlier. How do you stand out? How do you set apart? What makes you special? Why do I want to buy your seeds? Why would I pick your brand over the 700 other brands that are available on the market right now? So you're going to have to come up somehow. You're going to have to stand out. You're going to have to win some awards or put out a strain that gets noticed. Uh, If you want longevity, do something real. Don't just use some shitty sales tactics that a lot of other brands that came and went tried to use. All right, there's more. There is more. No backup plan is what I've got written. If you got a backup plan, you're not in it to win it. Uh, One of the things I struggled with, and I keep kind of mentioning this, letting others help with my company is really hard for me. I do have a web guy because I have no idea what I'm doing when it comes to building a website. I rely on him and trust him greatly. I've got a graphic design group. I've got a few people that do graphic designs for me. They've learned my style. I got one guy I can say, hey, bro, uh, I want to make a sticker for a strain called Blue Raspberry Truffle. And he goes, say no more, fam. And 30 minutes later, I get a design for Blue Raspberry Truffle. And it's what I was thinking. I didn't have to send him my image or my idea. He goes, I already know what you're going to do, bro. Here you go. And he just sends it. And it's perfect. So uh, shout out to Kevin. You know who you are, bro. Uh, he hooks me up with great art. I do stuff like that. I let people help me out with stuff like that. But letting people... Uh, design some of the merch and do some of that kind of stuff. It took me a minute to let go of some of that control. I still don't let anybody package seeds. Every seed is packaged by hand by me. They come in a little round disc with a little foam uh, protective insert. All of the seeds come out of a little, uh, it's a ritual. They get put into a little, like a, just a cereal bowl, a small cereal bowl. I roll them on the bottom of the bowl to make sure they're nice and hard with this finger. And I make sure the seeds nice and solid I set a few of them at the edge of the bowl, and then I try to find 10 or 12 of them that look like they would be friends to go in a container together. Maybe that's crazy, but I package every seed by myself. They're iRe Genetics hand-selected premium seeds, and I think that doing that, it says it on the package. That's what I talk about. I need to follow that, and that's why I stand out because I touched those seeds, and I made sure that they're quality. I don't trust anybody else to do that. Learning to Learning to delegate and letting anybody do anything else with my company took a long time. It took a very long time until I realized I simply cannot do all of this stuff. If I want to give you a long talkative podcast like this, I've been going for quite a while today and I'm enjoying it. Uh, I want to give you long shows like this. I've got to learn how to let other people help me with other things. So shout out to guys like Dave. Dave does uh, waffles and actions. If you're on the internet, you know what waffles and actions are. Uh, Shout out to the artist crew. Uh, shout out to Handmade Apparel, Adam Hand, for making uh, shirts for me. Shout out to Kevin for doing artwork. Uh, there are other people. Uh, Black Thumb Grower uh, gets a shout out too. But those people help me out quite a bit. I feel like there was somebody I really wanted to give a shout out. Oh, I was going to give a shout out to uh, DP710 for his Blueberry Butcher artwork. You guys will see stickers and shirts of that when the seeds are restocked. Uh, shout out to Dave for helping design some merchandise. Uh, shout out to all the people that helped me out. Uh, shout out to uh, Riven Waters for a bunch of great artwork as well. Uh, that those people make my life much easier. Uh, A lot of people have sent me great artwork. Now I'm in a hole. I can't remember everybody, but all those people that send me artwork and things like that, that help me out, they do make my life easier. It was hard, 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 hard to let people have a little bit of control in this company because it was my vision. It's my baby. So learn how to delegate, learn what you're comfortable letting other people do. So once the seeds go into the container and that part is sealed up, Sometimes I do let other people fold the card and put a sticker on it and put that into a baggie and heat seal it. But that's like the only part I really let other people do for me because that's kind of, I can watch them do it and I give them 
100 packs, 100 bubbles with 100 cards and 100 stickers, and they kind of can't screw it up. They kind of have to try to fuck that up. So I do let other people do that part sometimes, but most of the time, uh, it's just me doing the seed packaging. So learning to let other people help is a challenge. Know when to ask for help. Um, so then you've got to uh, just do it, man. Just do it and then learn how to adjust and adapt to the market. Things are going to happen. Things are going to go wrong. Things won't go as expected. Um, I've been booked for events and had the car loaded up and was about to get in the car and then got an email or a text message saying, hey, they just came and said you can't sell seeds here. And I'm like, well, I paid you a lot of money for that booth and I'd like to go sell seeds there. And they're like, no, you can't even sell seeds. I wouldn't even show up if I were you. I'll give you back your money or, or you might not even get your money back. Those are often options at events. Um, so learn to adjust and adapt. Recently, uh, my Instagram page got fucking taken. Uh, luckily, I've got a good team. We got that back quite quickly, but uh, that's a great marketing tool. And without that, I was not reaching over 30,000 people. And when I post, uh, over 500 people would see my stories every time I post them. That was 500 people that were not seeing my content potential. Uh, those are, we call those leads in the business industry. So it took a minute to get the Instagram back. There's always going to be stepping stones and stuff like that. Learn to adjust and adapt. Uh, shit's not going to go smoothly for the first two years. And then you're going to get busy and it's going to feel like you're never going to catch up, which is a good thing. If you feel like you're catching up in a business, that means you don't have enough to do. It means you're failing. You got to find more shit to do. Um, so I'm rambling on that. Let's see. Then there's marketing, networking, and being involved. Uh, you've got to market your brand. How are people going to know that you exist? Social media will get you so far, but then you've got to get out there, be seen, make flyers, merchandise, stickers, be on shows, get known. Networking. Um, when you're new, uh, I'm not trying to, it's hard to afford a booth and advertising and all of the requirements to get up where you need to be as a new breeder. So networking will help you out. Maybe you'll make friends with myself or another breeder who is new to the game. Maybe I'll say, hey, bro, I'll give you two hours at my booth on Sunday. If you want to come hang out at my booth on Sunday, I'll give you two hours where you can come set up shop at my booth. You can tweet and say, hey, my brand will be at iRegenetics' booth at the Indo Expo for two hours. You can sit next to me and sell seeds for two hours. I'll give you a chance like that. So do some networking and make some friends. Um, or find another breeder who is right at your level and split the booth with them, or maybe two or three other breeders and get like four or five other breeders who are just enter entering uh, the game. All of you can go and network together. You can all use your social media powers together, power in numbers. More people will come to the booth. Uh, then when somebody comes to the booth to buy your friend's seeds, they'll say, oh, you made a cross of that and that. I want those seeds also. And now you've made a new client, a new customer, a new lead. And then it, you cross advertise with each other like that. I don't feel competition in the breeding game. So I'm all about teaching my friends how to get into this and helping you do it. Just know uh, it's oversaturated and a lot of us are, uh, it's, it's already taken up, dude. The, the pie is already getting eaten up. But I'm not afraid to teach you guys how to get into it because I feel it's like, um, it's like food and music. I make a certain kind of thing and you might not be into my certain kind of thing and that is okay with me because there are plenty of people that are into it. Uh, I'm into fish, the band fish, and I'm into the Grateful Dead, and I love reggae music. That's my little box, my genre of stuff I really, really enjoy. So let's just hypothetically say that my seeds are that kind of music. We'll say I put out fish and reggae and Grateful Dead vibes with my seeds. If you've got Norwegian death metal seeds, 
That's not going to be my favorite. I'm not against it. I got no problem with it. That's just not my favorite. But there's going to be somebody at the convention that is looking and has been looking their whole life for Norwegian death metal seeds. Maybe you're into country music. There's a breeder that breeds seeds that are aimed toward the country music vibe. I'm just being, um, just giving you analogies here, trying to compare some shit. But I don't feel any uh, competition because I make a certain type of product and other breeders out there make a certain type of product. And a lot of the times, uh, people in the community have already decided what they're into. If you're into a certain thing, like if a lot of people have already decided when they go to the event, I want to go find Mr. Soul, or I want to go find Irie Genetics, or I want to go find Capulator. Everybody goes and gets in Caps Line. So we already know, we've already kind of found the band that we're looking for. It's like when you go to the festival, can't wait for six o'clock, I got to go see Fish at the main stage or whatever band you're into, you already know it. The industry gets like that. I feel no competition, no, uh, no weird vibes or anything like that toward any of the industry. So I think I covered most of my notes. I did write a lot of stuff down. That was a really good question. Got me really, really rambly, which I do enjoy. Uh, I do need a drink, and I do think that I'm going to wrap up this episode because my next question is going to be a long one. So on the next episode, we're going to have another long question that talks about commercial cultivation, cover a couple of commercial cultivations in the next episode. Uh, My buddy Adam, thank you. That was a great question, dude. You got me talking for quite a long time. Not a lot of editing to do, which makes my life easy. So thanks again for that. Ladies and gentlemen, boys, girls, pimps, hoes, friends, foes, smokers, growers, clone cutters, pollen chuckers, uh, BMX riders, skateboarders, surfer kids, and fruit booters. I want to thank each and every one of you again for listening to episode 665 of the Grow From Your Heart podcast. Every time I read the episode numbers on my screen, it makes me make this weird smile. It's kind of a weird pride thing. And it's also like, holy shit, we did 665 episodes. Uh, it's pride. It's also a, a giddy feeling. Um, couldn't have done it. Wouldn't have done it without you. So thank you guys for watching, listening, supporting. I do appreciate it. If you have any questions, corrections, comments, or concerns, you know I would love to hear from you. The email address is growfromyourheart at hotmail.com. Don't be shy. Send me some messages. Let me know what's up. Uh, also the discord, I mentioned the discord earlier in the show, the discord server, there is a link in the show notes and the video description over a thousand members on the discord channel. When I get done here, uh, as the files load from the cameras into the computer, I actually go hang out on discord and take a couple of dabs, drink some water and get my voice back. So that's where we'll be for a couple of minutes here. Uh, Patreon, patreon.com forward slash grow from your heart, show love, give love. Thank you for all of the love. Uh, Now is the time to click like and subscribe. If you have not already clicked like on this video, I did slur a little bit, but that's okay. If you have not already clicked like on this video, now is a good time. Also, make sure to subscribe. Also, there's a little notification bell. If you click on that notification bell, every time I put out a new episode, you'll get a little ding on your phone. You'll know there's a fresh episode of the Grow From Your Heart podcast. You could jump in, watch the premieres, hang out with us. I'm often in the chat in the premiere of the show. So I'm hanging out, watching the chat, chatting with the crew. Join us, like, and subscribe. All right, that's all I've got for you for this episode. You know, I'll be back in a couple of days with fresh new content. I want to send a big shout out to my buddy John at Lollipop Farms. And until next time, take a fat dab and give your mom a hug for me.